Hey guys, what's up? This is Flick City, episode 85. These are the interviews I have this week on Cinematics. They are two vastly different movies. The first one is Fear, directed and co-written by Dion Taylor. I have him and I have co-star Andrew Batchelor. You might know him as social media-wise via Vine or Twitter or social media, Instagram, TikTok. He's this content creator. You might know him as King Batch, but he's also Andrew Batchelor. He's starred in his share of movies as well. Deion Taylor, I'm a fan of his movies. His previous films, Black and Blue, for which I interviewed him several years back for, and another film he did, I believe, I think it came out in 2014, a movie called Supremacy. So that is my first set of interviews for Fear, Deion Taylor, and Andrew Batchelor. I have them together. So that's about a six to seven minute interview. And then I have this movie called Compromat, Compromat, K-O-M-P-R-O-M-A-T. And it's an interview with director Jerome Saleh. S-A-L-L-E. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correct, but again, Jerome Saleh and actress Joanna Kulig, K-U-L-I-G. Okay, I don't know why I'm spelling everything, but you might know Joanna Kulig from about maybe three, four years ago from that 2018 film Cold War. Love that film Cold War. She was the lead in that, and she is a co-star in Compromat. Both of these movies, I can't say anything about fear. I have a screening link in my inbox. I haven't seen it yet. Again, I have previously enjoyed Deion Taylor's films, Black and Blue and Supremacy. Black and Blue is more of a cop drama. Supremacy is this really interesting action thriller, uh, not action thriller, this interesting thriller drama that centers on race uh, relations as well. Very interesting film from 2014 that I really enjoyed. So yeah, both of these are different movies because Fear itself, the movie Fear is, I believe, a haunted house horror thriller. So I'll have definite information and reaction to this movie after I see it this week. Okay. But you'll have the interviews with Dion and Andrew, the plot synopsis of fear. Here's a quote in this psychological horror film, a group of friends gather for a much needed weekend getaway at a remote and historic hotel. Celebration turns into terror as one by one, each guest faces their own worst fear. From the trailer, you can see these different diverse characters, they have their respective fear and that fear via, I'm assuming, this haunted house manifests itself in front of them and leading to, I'm assuming, a big body count by the end of fear. So that should be interesting to watch. Really excited to see it. A movie that I did see, by the way, Fear hits theaters January 27th. A movie I did see, though, is Compromat. And this movie where me, Bruce, and and Eric were reviewing it later this week on cinematics they're going to give their review spoiler alert we all love the movie had my mom watch this movie as well she is very picky she really enjoyed compromise and i'm going to read this plot synopsis because actually there's a two paragraph plot synopsis let's let me see if i can actually explain it it centers on a french public servant he's working in this area called Irkutsk. And he's serving at Irkutsk, I believe that's how you pronounce it, as the head of, quote, Siberia's Alliance Francais. Francais, yeah. So what happens is he is trying to bring French culture into that area in Siberia. And what happens is he produces and he shows a very homoerotic ballet. Uh, in, and it's beautiful to look at. It's a good performance. But He's misjudging the crowd. It's a very conservative crowd. And when there are higher ups watching it, they're not very, they're not fans of that production leading to this 
French public servant who is just trying to be nice. He's just trying to bring culture to the area. He ends up going to jail, accused of being, of carrying or distributing pornography, child pornography. So that is a very huge, it's a, it's a very huge black mark on not just his soul, on himself as a human being. And it ruins his situation with his with his wife and his daughter. Everything is going crazy. He is in jail. And one thing about the movie, though, my mom was asking before she watched it, is she was saying, is this just going to be a prison drama? No, Compromat is a little bit of a prison drama. It's a little bit of a chase thriller, a little espionage. And you're also wondering throughout the narrative, is this guy guilty? Or is this compromat, like really, is this thing on him a complete sort of like a scarlet letter, a punishment that he's receiving for mounting that production and trying to be liberal in his way of, of like promoting French culture to the masses over in Siberia? So that is the premise of compromat. It's very exciting. It, parts of it, again, was like a prison drama, then parts of it felt like the born identity. And a lot of it is very, since this French public servant is not Jason Bourne. He's just a normal guy. You get to see how he's making mistakes along the way regarding trying to prove his innocence, also trying to work his way within the system to make sure he survives. And he's wondering whether he can actually gain the favor or just actually protection from the from the French public embassy in that area. So it's a very interesting movie because narrative because it's based loosely based on it's based on incredible true events but the whole movie when you're watching it you're thinking i can't believe this is real uh, some of it is even a sort of a a, a walled in apartment thriller because there there are people who are watching him when he is there's house confinement there's a different sections of this movie that i really loved about compromat overall the movie is 127 minutes and it did not feel long whatsoever. It just felt like a very meaty, first-rate narrative. Compromat, I, this is a movie that I can watch over and over again. I'm giving it four and a half out of five stars. I really, really love this movie. It's available everywhere on Friday, January 27th. As for Fear, it's not available on demand. It will be in theaters January 27th. The interview with, again, with Taylor and Bachelor is a little bit shorter, running about six to seven minutes, but Regarding Taylor as a filmmaker, really, I'm a huge fan of genre films from no matter what era. One of my favorite filmmakers is, I consider this one of the big genre kings, it's Samuel Fuller, The Big Red One. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of 40, what's 40 Guns. He's done a lot of great films. And he also, what Samuel Fuller liked to do was he would love to put social messaging or themes within his movies like The Naked Kiss. I'm not saying fear is going to have a ton of social messages, but I, I really did feel that with Deion Taylor's previous movies, two of the movies I've seen, Black and Blue and Supremacy, will, will be interesting to see how he makes that creative transition, at least for this installment, in the horror genre space. And yeah, so that was, that was that. Fear in theaters, January 27th. Compromat, please see this movie. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's in theaters and available everywhere on Friday, so you can catch it on digital and on demand. Going to shut up now. Here are my interviews, starting with the Fear Guys, and then you're going to hear Jerome Sale and Joanna Kulig for Compromat. Thanks again, guys, for listening to all four of us here on Cinematics. Our next episode will be available later on this podcast feed later in the week as we review Compromat and a whole host of other movies. Take care, guys. Bye. Guys, I'm Greg Trusvasti with Deepest Dream and the Cinematics Podcast. Pleasure to meet both of you.
Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, for, first off, you know, Dion, fear and is horror and thr- the thriller genre, is that something that you've always been passionate as a filmmaker? And just watching from what I saw from the trailer, it's just a very a big ensemble and a lot of editing. And how did how did you approach this film? I love the genre. Um, obviously, it's something that I kind of jump in and out of a lot. Um, I, I think I love, I think I really, really am driven uh, to make films for audiences. Um, and I think those movies spark that. So Black and Blue is an audience movie. Intruder was an audience movie. Traffic. But I think I always kind of try to get that message inside of these films. This movie is um, very quickly becoming one of my favorite movies based on the fact that what it represents and what it is. And also me having a chance to work with my brother again, man, Andrew, um, who I think is is arguably getting ready to become um, one of the best we have in the space. Uh, he is he's he's a student of the business uh, and of the craft and of the art. And uh, I think this movie, him, T.I., Joseph Sakur, Annie and Ruby, I think became a sort of film school for all of us uh, where we where we all, me as a director as well, learned like, yo, there's another level to this and we got to hit it right now or we're not going to deliver what we need to deliver. You know, speaking on, on different levels, everyone says there's only 24 hours in a day, but can both of you speak to the fact that it seems like both of you don't realize that and you guys both work and you both are respective pioneers in your craft? I guess maybe starting with you, Andrew, what does it take to get to that mountain for you? Because there's so many people and it seems like you're kind of pretty much leading the pack. How much work do you put in on a daily basis? Yeah, it's passion. I think that's what drives me. Um, the passion, uh, the fear, uh, the overcoming the fear of failure, um, embracing the fear of failure, knowing that you have to put in the hours and dedication and, and, and everything for it to work. Like, uh, a normal person going to a job, they do a nine to five. I'm going to sleep at four in the morning because like if I have an idea and I need to write something or I need to think of something for the next day, I stay up and I, I get it done until I got to get it done. And that's the that's that's the pros and the cons of, you know, being your own businessman. Do you see a kinship with Dion regarding that uh, as far as being an artist and also being a businessman and a visionary? Is that why you guys pretty much uh, connected on a collaborative level? Oh, yeah. Dion, Dion know hustle more than anyone knows hustle. Uh, Dion, if you know Dion's story, you know that he built himself to where he is today uh, by believing in himself, by having that faith in himself, by becoming a fearless man. You have to be fearless to, to be in the position where Dion is. Um, and I, you got to do your research on Dion, but you'll see like his movies have progressed to become independent movies that have blockbuster numbers. How is that possible? Uh, so, yeah, that's a shout out to Dion and, and his hustle. Yeah, my final question is I'm excited to see Fear, but it seems like com- complacency has no is is not a visitor in your home. Why not? I mean, after you do a great movie, how do you have time to pat yourself on the back? What keeps you moving forward and not sitting on your couch and just, you know, just reaping the benefits, just moving forward? Uh, man, it's interesting. Uh, Bash, thank you for that, man. I love this dude, man. Um, no, that's, that's, I don't know, man. Maybe it's a fear of, of not having another opportunity to do it. Um, I really, like Batch was just saying before, as a, as a director, I really came in a world where I made a movie and I was like, damn, we got one done. Like, I wonder if I could make it again. And 
after you get so many no's, man, you just become, you know, immune to the regular world and you're just trying to keep going. And uh, that's just what I, I've never, if you look in a rearview mirror, you'll crash. So I've always been like, okay, I'm done with that. It's there. I'm gone. You know what I mean? And hopefully they'll they'll feel it. Hopefully they'll see it. But more importantly, hopefully one day everyone will kind of go like, damn, this dude was really doing something special in the moment that no one else was doing. Um, and I feel a, a, a very, very close relationship with Batch because when you're unconventional, people don't understand what you are, so they don't accept you. And that's for anybody in life. You do something differently or weirder or just a little bit out the box. People go, what the hell is that? And if they don't understand it, they bash it. So what's happened to me early on in my career is, oh, this guy making these damn little movies. And then it became like what he just said, like the audience discovered me and people discovered me and the movie discovered them. And eventually, you know, I have a conversation with the first critic and it just becomes something different. So that is a fear as well, you know, is is learning and and jumping out there and trying something that you've never tried. And I like to say that Batch, myself, and probably you as well, Greg, we're first generation. Whatever you like, no one in your family did what you're doing right now. I can guarantee you that. You know what I mean? No one in my family did what I'm doing and no one in his family did. We're first generation. So we have to be fearless. So when we make a movie like this, it's why this movie has like done that for me. It's because I'm going like, yo, this movie means everything. This movie is dealing with what I've been dealing with my whole life, which is fear. And how do you fight it? And how do you overcome it? And guess what? Everyone's not going to make it out of this film because they succumb to fear. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for your time. Um, continued success to both. I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. Man, thank you, bro. I can't wait for you to see it, man. Please let us know what you think, man. I, for real. Okay. Uh, first off, first off, I really love this film, but I was as a cinephile, I'm just wondering all the the visual setups that you had to do throughout the movie. It's like you're shooting several films in once. What as a director, what is the key to actually uh being focused and remaining sane throughout the production? It just seemed like very, very hard to do. Uh, I mean, no, I, 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 yes, it's tough, but I mean, I always, I always find a little bit weird to complain about, about doing a job, which is so amazing, which is a dream job for me, uh, which has been a dream job for me. So for so many years when I was a, a kid or a teenager. So, I mean, I don't know. I think you, so just to, for a serious answer to your question, I think to be able to handle that, you need to work a lot before so that the movie is really deep in your bones, in your flesh, in your soul when you start to shoot first day on the set. So if if you really have the movie inside you, uh, you're able to 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 move fast and use your instincts when you're on set and and keep everything clear. So that's yeah, that's what I would say. The best advice. Joanna, would you apply the same type of advice for your character as as far as it being deep in your soul? Because there's a lot of backstory in your character that doesn't need to be explained. But when you're the watcher, you can actually see that you your character is not something just on the page. You've actually lived a life. Is that part of it, that extensive research and interior life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Svetlana has, you know, huge conflict uh, between her husband and Matthew. 
But I think at the same time, she has something like crisis, you know, she's very, she, she loves her husband, she has deep connection with him, she's full of life, but because of war, all, all of this, you know, situation, she can't exist normally. She has, you know, like the Russian soul too, very deep, different than Matthew from France. So it was really nice to act between these two personality and at the same time there was like new love between her and Matthew so and she's like she really don't know exactly it's it's always like like the fire and she's she's always fight like what to do and I think it was really interesting to play this character. And what more? I think for me, I played for the first time in Russian. So it was quite new for me. And uh, I think Svetlana has some mystery too. So it's it's really nice to observe her deep inside strong battle but i try to play not too much only all of these feelings she had in her you know full deep stomach things yeah <laughs> yeah you know J- jerome you, you have such a great ensemble are you a hands-on director when it comes to the actors or is the work already finished when you're casting because you already know they're talented you already know they're going to do a great job what is it like for you? Do, you? do you just let them go out and do their job while you're worrying about other things? Or are you very much hands-on scene by scene? I mean, when you're lucky enough to have actors like Joanna or Jill, I mean, honestly, most, most of the job is done. Eh? I mean, it makes at least it makes everything easy. Apart from that, I don't have one answer for that because and I, I, because I think every actor is different. And my job is to try to get the best from every actor. So you have actors who need to talk a lot before. You have actors who are not really interested into that. You have actors who need to talk on, set, on the set. And other actors who need to be quiet, you know, in the bubble. And so I think that every actor, every relationship that you, you build with an actor is very specific and very different. And this is, I guess, part of my job to be able to understand what is required by, by the actor to give the, the best of his or her talent. I think the sequence in the car towards the end, that intimate scene, how did you envision that? Because that is so well shot and memorable and unique that I've seen a lot of movies. I, that's a standout. How, how did you come to that part? Part That's amazing. So, I mean, thanks. I mean, it's amazing. I don't, I don't know. It's super tough. It's, I mean, I try to visualize the more I work on movies and the more I, uh, I mean, the more I work, I would say, and work early and try to, 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 to have precise, I mean, sometimes super precise shot list. I, I don't believe in, you, you, yeah, you have to, you have to, to try to visualize every scene and still staying open mind about what could happen on set and that sometimes you have to, Change your plans just because sometimes you have no choice because the weather is terrible or because I don't know. I mean, any problems we could happen on set or sometimes also because suddenly 
you work with the access and say it, or something happens and you say, ah, but no, in fact, it's a good idea. It's not the one I had, you know, and you have to be flexible enough to change your plans at the last minute. But it's super important, I think, to have to arrive on set and to have very precise plans and that all the crew have very precise plans. So I try to, yeah, I try to have that every time on every, on every scene. Joanna, for you, just exploring the landscape, the Russian culture, as well as France, is exploring different cultures as an actor, is that just something that you can easily do? Or you've always been passionate about exploring other cultures, maybe as a child, and you just, it's a passion you've had for for a lifelong passion? No, I, that- no, no, you know, I started to explore like different cultures and languages uh, by the movies, because I grew up with a small village in Poland. So generally, you know, it was Polish language, you know, and 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 that's it. But when I started to play in the movies, I started to travel a lot. So then I noticed that my mountain culture, it's something different than different regions in Poland. So the people in our, you know, they are very open. They talk a lot. They don't have a problem with shoulder feelings. So it helps me. To communicate, especially when I started my first movie, current first movie in French, one was The Woman in the Fifth with Pavel Pavlikovsky and second L with Małgosia uh, Szumowska. Um, so the stars, they were, you know, like Christine Spotomas and Kogzuret Binoche. I didn't speak um, French, English, only Polish. I was 24. So <laughs> it was really hard. Very hard for me to... But because I was very, you know, open for for general for people. I think I am good person. I don't have, you know, like in French prejudice or something like, oh, somebody superstar and is better than you know homeless or poor people. I was very poor when I was small, so for me, I didn't have a lot. So for me, always to be with a different culture, it was something like I share my soul and my culture with different cultures and generally human being it's human being so when i had some problem uh, pavel helped me with you know with language and 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 he said yana you you really like to talk so you will learn very quickly <laughs> for languages so i did so for me it's always new new new, new, new journey and for me the movie very often, because for me, I know that there's a lot of uh, different uh, method, like method actor, acting, or a lot of strange things. But for me, I don't know how to say in, in English, but sometimes it's like a journey for different planets. So you have to do preparation, like you, I don't know, maybe it's too hard to say like Monteverest, but there is like, you need to preparation, then you will spend a lot of days 12 hours all the time with the same people which it's, you are very close with them but then the move is finished and that's it and everything is disappear and you have to back home and you feel really lonely because no one <laughs> understands <laughs> this journey and and then after two years we we have conversation uh, 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 about this but for me like be with different cultures it's always something which i really really like and um 
sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's um, nice. But at the end, I think when you have to cross your zone comfort and you have to act with different languages, which is not the same like in Polish, it's interesting, it's exciting, it's hard. But when you have this, you feel like you oh, you have your own Monteverest. You have another, you know, you know, like a goal and your experience is, 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 is bigger. So you feel more comfortable and you know that always there is the way for communication. Only you have to be open. And if you don't understand something, the you know coaches they can help you with languages so with compromise i i had a russian coach and a french coach with Gilles we speak in english for, because i really like to i understood more um, feelings in english than french but i speak french but we act in french which was nice because for our acting we have our own language and for 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 our communication on the set we have english so we didn't have a problem with switch and we didn't have a problem who is Gilles, who is Joanna, and then who is Hitlana and Matthew, because Hitlana and Matthew, they had their own love language. Wow, French. thank you. Thank you so much for your time. That you did you guys did a great job. Thank you so much and uh take care. Love this movie. Thank you. Thank Thanks. You. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Bye. Bye.